stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Each year there's something called the um, Congress of the Humanities and Social Sciences event. And it brings together all kinds of different researchers from across the country, and they present their papers on what are often fascinating topics. Now, credit where credit is due here. Joseph Breen from the National Post. I've been doing a series on on some of these research papers and some of the interesting issues they explore. Uh, I saw one today that really caught our eye. Uh, And and just a caveat here, a a warning of sorts, I guess. If you've got uh, young kids in the the car with you or, or at home with you, you don't want to be aware of whether or not they're they're listening. And this kind of gets to the crux of the matter because it's about the Santa Claus issue. All right. So is that enough of a, a, a vague reference to, to give you a bit of a heads up before we kind of delve into to this here? So I'll give you that second to, to scramble and, and turn down the volume if, if you need to. Uh, so I think we're good. Okay, so the headline... Uh, on this article here, says why it's morally wrong to lie to your children about Santa Claus and other fairy tales. And it sort of gets to a deeper question, that when is it okay to lie to your children? What are the consequences of being deliberately deceitful with your children? But that's not to say that four-year-olds are ready to hear all about the world as it is. There are a lot of truths that kids are probably not ready for. So there's always going to be some level of dishonesty, maybe simply in the case of withholding truths, not telling kids about things that they're not ready to hear. But this is a different story if you're deliberately telling them things that aren't true, but they believe them to be true because you've told them that they are. So our next guest presented an interesting paper at this conference on on why that's wrong. Now, given what a beloved institution uh, Santa Claus is, I I think there's going to be uh, certainly some pushback to to this concept that it's wrong to tell kids about Santa. But I want to hear from uh, from the author of this paper, Kira Thompson's is her name, philosopher with Douglas College near Vancouver. Kira, great to have you with us here. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, First of all, in terms of the reaction you've been getting, the reaction you got in in Regina to this paper, what's been the reception? The reception in Regina was uh, very amicable. Um, I think everyone in the room uh, was pretty much on the same page as I was anyway. So um, I I think speaking to a room of philosophers, they're all going to be committed to the notion that, of course, lying is wrong. Um, The the reaction I've had outside the philosophical uh, community has has been a little bit stronger. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't I didn't expect to have the quite the response I had to the National Post article, <laughs> um, where people responded quite vitriolically. Actually, there people get really passionate about Santa, <laughs> yeah. and so um, a lot of people were really upset. It's like, how dare you? And what do you think you're doing, telling me how to raise my kids? And do you want to just suck the love out of Christmas? Right. So. <laughs> well, but let's talk a bit about what what you are doing or why you felt it was uh, an important issue to address. Well, what's really interesting is that the focus wasn't so much on Santa. Um, the focus was really on 
why it's wrong to lie to children more generally. Um, and I admit, I kind of use Santa as a hook because people are so passionate about it. Um, but this paper is actually within a larger project that's about lying to children or deceiving children um, or not being fully honest with them about their parental origins. So um, when it comes to the use of reproductive technologies uh, and you have uh, donor-conceived children, when they're not told that they have donors, whether it be an egg or sperm. And it, it, the paper was really coming from the desire to look at that moral sphere where it's, should we be telling donor-conceived children as parents, should we be telling them that their biological parent is actually not one of their social parents? Um, and the Santa myth kind of got in there because it's a similar sort of lie um, in terms of what the world looks like and how foundational the lie is to other beliefs that people have about their lives and the relationships that they have with each other. What about the the damage caused by certain lies? Do, do we need to quantify that to judge whether it's, it's right or wrong, or is, is that almost a secondary point? That's actually a secondary point to my paper, um, that there's, there's been some work done on, on the damage that some these sorts of lies do to children. Um, so there's lots of anecdotal evidence that people feel betrayed by it. Um, one of the uh, authors that I cited in my paper, David Johnson, has written a paper about the consequences it has for children in terms of lost trust. Um, but for me, the issue was more about how we treat children as future moral agents, that we need to treat them with a foundational respect, and part of that involves just telling them the truth. That doesn't necessarily mean lying to children is always wrong, and I did want to stress that in the paper, so that sometimes we may pragmatically have to lie to children to protect them if, for example, they can't understand something. Um, so a lot of people have argued that you know, telling children the blunt truth about people dying or things like that could be damaging, so we may want to you know, soften the truth with a white lie. And so those are sort of different cases, but these sorts of cases which I call sort of, you know, beliefs about reality lies, those are really, I think, fundamentally ones that don't respect children as desirers of knowledge, that kids want to know what's true. They're little right. sponges. Um, and I think that when we don't treat them with that respect, we're doing them a disservice. And they don't have to be harmed by the lie. There are lots of people who aren't traumatized by finding out Santa's not real. Um, but ultimately, I think we're still doing something morally wrong when we're not treating them with that fundamental respect. Okay, but the point about, you know, also protecting kids, is that, does that imply that, that kids may be too young for certain truths? Yes. So I think there are certain times when we're going to justify a lie through sort of a paternalism where we want to protect them in some way. Um, so I'll, I'll give you an example of a, of a weird sort of lie we told my son. We didn't tell my son that Santa was real, um, and I was really worried he was going to spoil it for other kids. Um, but unbeknownst to me, uh, my wife told him, that Santa was a game other parents play with little kids, and the first person to say that Santa's not real loses the game. So <laughs> this was a lie, <laughs> and I didn't know this happened because I would have discouraged it otherwise, but ultimately the goal was to protect him from being so ostracized by his peers and being judged by other parents. <laughs> 
So the goal wasn't to create sort of a foundational belief that would we would carry on a deceit over time. It was really a let's get him through kindergarten without being that kid <laughs> because he didn't have the uh, emotional restraint um, to be like he just didn't have the capacity to not blurt it out unless he had a really good reason not to. So that's a lie that I think we're going to justify through some sort of we want to protect our kids from stuff. Right. Um, and we sometimes don't tell kids the full truth when we know it will cause a great amount of distress. So if uh, someone gets a, a diagnosis of cancer, for example, and the kid is three, <laughs> they might not understand what cancer is and how it functions. And so there may be other ways that we explain to children that might not be the full truth. And I think I think that's okay, that we're always going to be couching things within the the conceptual capacities of children. And sometimes that means not fully explaining things. But when we're doing the lie for other sorts of reasons, and that's the thing that seemed to come out in most of the justifications for the Santa lie, most people seem to be lying for the benefit of the parents, that it makes the parents happier. <laughs> um, which for me, that's, that's not enough of a justification. Would you draw a distinction between you know, a parent who sits the children down and says, let me tell you all about this guy, Santa Claus, versus a, a child hearing about Santa at school, watching a Christmas show on TV, and coming to mom and dad and saying, is Santa real? The parents say, um, you know, I don't know. We had this problem with our second kid. Um, he picked it up at daycare. And uh, I, 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 to this day, he's now five and a half, and I have no idea whether he actually believes in Santa um, because we just, we just treated it as a non-issue. Um, we, so we, we don't do Santa at home. Um, and I, I think there is a bit of a difference. Um, and I think how you approach it can make a difference too. So if, if he approached me and said, is Santa real? I would probably sit down with him and say, okay, well, what's Santa supposed to be like? Is that really possible? What do you think? So again, and this comes through what I want in the paper, which is the notion of what I call epistemic virtue, where we're encouraging critical thinking. We're encouraging people to question what they hear and to try to verify things, right? So I think how you handle that is is going to be within the that moral sphere of what are, what are your aims with your response to your kid? Um, so I I think that's quite different from the kids, from from the parents who, you know, do an elaborate show and dance to convince their children that Santa is a real person. Like I didn't even know that they that they created a documentary that you can show your kids to help convince them with people per, pretending to be scientists showing proof. And oh, I'm is thinking, that right? That's a little extreme. Well, sure. I mean, now with technology, you can, uh, you know, there's a picture of Santa in the living room, and uh, here we can track uh, Tracking, where his, yes. his sleigh is, right? All, all of that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, what's interesting, too, is there was, a, I understand a point that came up at the conference about whether there's a parallel to teaching your kid about God or about religion. And I guess the distinction you would draw is if, if the parents genuinely believe something to be true, then, it, then it's really not a lie. It's not a lie. And I don't think it's a moral wrong. So, I mean, I don't believe in God, um, but I'm not going to say that someone who does and then teaches their children that belief, that they're doing something morally wrong to their children. Right. I, I may think that a, 
judgmentally that a person may not have, you know, done enough critical thinking about religion coming from a philosophical background. But I, I also tend to lump religion within a sphere of that personal beliefs. Um, and if someone genuinely does believe it, they are not willfully deceiving their kids. Now, going forward, I mean, I, I don't get the sense that it's your mission to destroy the Santa myth here, but I, I think you're trying to get people thinking about about honesty and and being truthful with their children. What, what do you want people to take from this? Well, I would like people to think about how they're actually engaged with their kids as moral beings in terms of they are they are going to grow up to be moral beings, and they're going to start doing that fairly early. Um, and... Also, I would like parents to think about the impact it has on kids who don't believe in Santa. Um, that I think that's one of the most heartbreaking things about it, is the reactions of parents to children who have spoiled it for the rest of them. And it's, it's really quite nasty, yes. <laughs> the way that, that people react. And I, I know that there's this overarching fear on the parts of parents who don't do Santa, that they're going to be the parents of that kid. And I always find it a little strange that I'm the one who's going to get in trouble for teaching my kids the truth and other parents are going to get mad at me for wanting my kids to not be lied to. And I think, I think, that's a, a, I think it's a little weird. But mostly I think that the takeaway is we, we really need to start thinking about kids as part of our moral community who we owe respect to in terms of helping them understand the world around them. Well, yeah, and I, I think that's reasonable. People may disagree on, on the Santa issue, but I think that's uh, some important food for thought. Uh, Kira, really appreciate you joining us here today. Thanks so much for this. Thank you very much for having me. Well, there you go. Kira Thompson's philosopher at Douglas College near Vancouver and the author of this uh, paper presented at this uh, conference in Regina. 974-8255 if you want to uh, weigh in on, on what you heard our guests say. And again, putting aside the Santa question, I think there's some interesting issues there about is it okay to lie to our kids, and if so, when? Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.